welcome to the world's greatest Springsteen podcast. And we're at like episode nine or something like that. And uh, I am Fisherman, the bootlegger who pays the highest price. And I'm here tonight with both my co-hosts, Tom. How you doing, Tom? All right. How's everyone doing? Excellent. And Maddie is here. How are you, Matt? I'm cranky and hot and got a lot to say tonight. Great. Great. Well, then this will be a fun one. All right. Quickly, we should start with set lists. Uh, the last time we recorded was a week ago today, and there has been two shows, I believe, since uh, a week ago today. So there's been three shows since uh, since we last talked about this. And uh, you're, uh, Austria, Vienna, Austria, Hockenheim, Germany, and Munich, Germany, which was just today. And uh, Vienna, Austria, and uh, and uh, the first night of Germany, the Hockheim, Germany, identical set lists. And uh, and I believe that the show from a week ago, the three shows in a row were the identical set list. Surrender, Ghost, Prove It All Night, Letter to You, Promised Land, Out in the Street, Darlington County, Working on the Highway, Kitty's Back, Night Shift, Mary's Place, The River, Last Man Standing, Backstreets, Because the Night She's the One, Wrecking Ball, Rising Badlands, Thunder Road, Born to Run, Bobby Jean, Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark, 10th, and I'll see you in my dreams in Austria, and then absolutely verbatim uh, in Germany the next day, absolutely, or two days later, absolutely verbatim, the exact same set list. And the show before that we've already talked about on last week's show, uh, exact same set list, three in a row. But then today, he did break out a new set list, and that was Munich. And when I say new, he brought back Trapped, and uh, he dropped uh, uh, Working on the Highway after Darlington County, and he brought back Trapped in Johnny 99, and it was, uh, you know, it was the show. One more show in Europe, guys, and that is the day after tomorrow in Monza, Italy. And then he's coming home. And I have a feeling he's going to be playing the same set list when he comes home. I know people think that when he hits the stadiums, and maybe, maybe he'll open up. The shows have been getting shorter. I think they might be tired. But with that said, I keep hearing. I heard. I said it last night on my show, and I've heard it from another source today. That the 26th, which is Wednesday, we can expect 2024 dates. And I don't know what those dates entail, if there'll be any U.S. at all. But suspectedly, there's supposed to be some Europe. And uh, and that's all I know. So that's it for Setlist. And uh, in the news, I guess we want to talk about the last show, not today's show, but the last show in Germany. Uh, they had some problems with public transit. Um, behind me is a tweet from our friends over at that other podcast. And, uh, what happened was, uh, the trains in Germany had trouble carting as many people as it took to get to this strange venue. Uh, they had, they had trouble doing it. And I'm sure there's a lot of blame to be had on why people were super late to the show due to traffic and public transit and then the big thing was 3 a.m people are still waiting for a train to get out of there and no train coming and uh and that sucks man and i've been there a few times not in germany but it you know stranded waiting for a train waiting for a bus that ain't coming with a lot of people that are all kind of screwed i've been there it sucks but our friends over at uh the other podcast they decided that this is all Bruce Springsteen's fault, that the trains in Germany are all Bruce Springsteen's fault. Here's their tweet right here. You want to read that for us, Matt? Can you read that? Yeah, this is absolutely disgraceful treatment of the fans. Stranded at 3 a.m. Obviously, the promoter is the one responsible for organizing the show and having it in a proper venue. But Springsteen's name is on the ticket, and it's his show. He took the money to play there. His name is on the ticket. He is responsible when the trains don't run on time. Some of these 
fans, he's entitled, man. They're so entitled. They're entitled for a problem-free concert experience. They think their life should be problem-free. And if there is a problem, goddamn somebody's fault. And it's always Springsteen's fault. And I've about had it. That's why you're here, the world's greatest podcast. Tom, I know you heard a little bit about this. You got any feelings on this, uh, on, on whether or not Bruce Springsteen is responsible for the trains running on time in Germany? Uh, I don't know enough about it to comment. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we caught you up on all we know. People were stranded. They were on a train, not Bruce Springsteen shuttle service that they bought a ticket with their concert ticket. They took public transit, the train, and the train didn't show up. And there is no planet where that is Bruce Springsteen's fault, except the none but the brave planet. I think that's the the crux of our story here. I just want to hear Burning Train. Uh, you know they dropped that like after that Ohio derailment that that was pretty much when this that song started dis, dis, kind of disappeared a train derailed in Ohio and caught on fire and it burned for days and days and like poisoned a whole town that was like right around late February when they stopped playing burning train I think they might no be kidding. connected yeah that's true you, th- you think that had something to do with it huh? I have a feeling that had something to do with it there's wow. a serious uh, train accident that burned for days i think he i think he 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 talks about trains quite a lot throughout the rest of the show so i don't know especially in land of hope and dreams bruce likes trains but uh the podcast people think he's responsible for public transit wherever he plays i'm of the opinion that the local municipality or it could be, you know, here in here in the U.S., half the country is privatized when it comes to buses. There's a contract with the city, and it's a private company that fucks up. But blame Bruce. Yeah, I think they blamed him uh, a few weeks back when there was a flood in one of the towns, and he went on, <laughs> he went on and did the show anyway. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you play a show? These people are sad. They don't deserve a show. Yeah, this will be, you know, this will be out of the news in a in a week. And just like the last thing, you know, we'll be talking about something else. Right, well, there's something else to talk about. God, we talked about uh, back to Twitter again. A troll was trolling the band members yesterday. And Gary, Gary replied. Did you tell him to fuck off? You remember that, Matt? Yeah. And I mean, he, he replied to because. I replied, you replied, a bunch of us replied after Gary had done it. Or I don't know. I think mine was around the same time as Gary's. Yours was the exact same time. Uh, all Gary said, I mean, the original tweet was, Bruce is obviously mentally unable to change the set list. He's unable to perform the shows that he used to perform. And this is the exact opposite of greatness. He tagged Gary Talent. He tagged Nils Lofgren. He tagged at Springsteen, if I don't, that's actually Bruce. Um, yeah, this is a serious question. It's a serious question. Is Bruce's mental state in decline? He is unable to perform other songs. These rinse and repeat shows are such the opposite of greatness. The opposite of greatness. What the fuck is that? The opposite of greatness. So Gary Talent replies, you're fucking kidding, right? So, <laughs> Which is more than the guy deserved. Yeah, right? I mean, these, he wanted those, attention and he got attention, and that's the sad thing. Like Steve has replied to this, and people are still talking about Steve. You know, they're still shitting on him about replying. Oh, he went in a rant. Blah blah blah. All Steve, Steve did was try to. Steve replied to that. No, not to this. Not in the to past that. about the, yeah. the set list thing. He said, "Look, he's doing a show. This is a narrative. There's a story. It's Bruce's show. This is what he wants to do." No one else has said anything, and I mean, the bitching has gone on, and it's only gotten louder and worse through Europe, because everybody, oh, it's going to change in Europe, going to change in Europe. Bruce is doing a show. It's a story. It's a narrative. It's obvious. You know, there's no mental decline. There's nothing like that. Bruce is fully capable of doing anything he wants to do. All Gary said was, you're fucking kidding, right? Today, 
everybody's oh gary talent went in the rant grumpy gout grumpy gary went in the rant grumpy a gary. rant i know i saw somebody say oh. he went in a rant he did answer yeah. one other person one other person who came to that original trolls defense and said that the, the static set list is blah 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 and gary very simply said don't come which I think is the most beautiful answer. And I uh, wish many more of them would follow that fucking advice. I, yeah. I agree. hundred percent. It's, it's like, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to read verbatim what I tweeted because I, I mean, no, I'd have to cut, I'd have to cut it out. <laughs> no, no, there's no need. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I went like, I went for three hours yesterday morning on a beautiful Saturday morning here in Ottawa, gorgeous day. And I, I lost my mind. I mean, this, this, what these people say and their thoughts and the entitlement. I mean, all I said, like, Bruce, Bruce doesn't have to fly us to his shows in a helicopter. You know, we don't get to tell Bruce what pants to wear at a show. We, you know, hey, Bruce, you shouldn't trip on stage. Stop that. You owe us, Bruce. You owe us. We pick the set list, not you, Bruce. I mean, it's just, it's maddening. I, I, it's so frustrating and I'm tired of it. I haven't seen a show yet. I've still got four or five months to wait till I get to see a show. I can't fucking wait. And I hope he plays the exact same set. Rest and if you because see I it, can't wait. When you see it, you're, you'd be disappointed if that, if this new kitty's back wasn't there with the drum duo, with the drum duel. And if, uh, if he didn't play ghosts and, and letter to you, and if he didn't play, uh, you know, what are some of the other staples backstreets and with the, with the interlude, you'd be bummed out if you didn't get to see that. Right. I will riot. If I don't get to see backstreets, if I don't get to see Kitty's back, if I don't get to see letter to you, I'm going to be really pissed off. Right. I but, can't wait. But the 10 people who fly to each show, they really think it's all about them. You know, I know they bring giant signs and they hold it up in front of your face that says, make the show about me. This is just phenomenal. And as Aaron said on the show, I don't mean to rip Aaron's show off, but you can just kind of see Bruce and Steve in the picture there. You see, they're, you know, they're on stage and everything. They're up high. But that sign is what's more important. I mean, look at that beautiful sign. You know, who, who I, I paid $450 to be in the pit. I want to read that sign. I don't want to see Bruce Springsteen. Matt, that's actually the big screen, Bruce and and Steve. Oh. Bruce, Bruce and Steve are way down here. And they're cut off too. You can just see their bodies down here. And then yeah. the sign the sign is just everything. Do you know what that sign says? What have you mm -hmm. it, it's really easy to read? It says, My name is little Steven too. Can I dance with the real one? Oh my god. Exactly. Oh my so, god. This was uh what? This was glory days, right? Yeah, glory days. Now he hasn't he hasn't brought anyone up on stage to dance right during this tour. No, it's a COVID Michelle, thing. Michelle, Michelle Obama, yeah, and uh, Kate Capshaw. He makes exceptions for the first lady <laughs> and the first lady of film, I guess. Steven Spielberg's wife and his. Oh, and that's who that lady. is. Kate Capshaw, Steven Spielberg's wife. She would. They met on the set of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. She was the lead, the leading lady in that, and then she married Steven Spielberg and pretty much quit acting. Oh, there you go. Oh, and Matt, um, one song you may miss when you get to see Bruce is is um, Mary's Place because I believe. Aaron told me he dropped it from the set list yesterday or today. I'm okay with that. I didn't see Mary's Place. Mary's Place was added right at the end of the U.S. Played almost every night, I think, in Europe. Almost every night. So you hey, think it's uh, gone? No, I'm I don't hoping... think it's gone for good. Nothing is gone for good except for the ones from the new album. Burning Train is gone for good. And uh, what's the House other one? Uh, House of a Thousand Guitars is gone for good. Oh, and, and the third one. Um, there was a third one. one? Yeah, one of the ones he re he re redid from the seventies. Oh, don't play that song. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not, yeah, he's not bringing a, that back. I mean, from the new album. Oh well, that's from the Soul Covers. I mean, no, not that. I don't consider that an album. No. Oh, that's uh, just that's yeah. 
<laughs> you know that uh one of the, one of the three songs he re-recorded for letter to you um oh well he, he only played that a couple times so that uh um, if i was a priest i can't believe i shouted if i was a priest 20 times and i just found out i was on mute <laughs> yeah i didn't hear it at all so <laughs> no me neither i i put it on mute so i could cough and you guys are going back and forth and i'm going it's if i was the priest if i wasn't go back and watch the video you'll see my my, my lips are moving. I thought, I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, how does no how can nobody knows what I'm talking about? I'm oh, still I mean, getting used to this high tech equipment with their mute buttons. Don't play that song as a better song anyway. So oh, oh, oh dude, you know I have the power to just cut you off. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you agree with me, Aaron. If I was the priest, dude, that's the greatest nonsense song since Louie Louie. Okay, well, don't play that song was the showstopper of those first shows. It should still be there. I um, agree. With, I agree with that. But I would sacrifice it to bring back Priest. I think that was the most exciting. I saw it twice, and well, uh, I think went, that was the most so. exciting thing that I saw on the whole tour. Was uh, I saw Priest in uh, Houston and Tulsa? Wow. Yeah, and he well, wrote it, unlike the other song that uh, Matt mentioned. But as he said, yeah. used in he's 20, 20, he was 22 when he wrote it and he still doesn't know what the fuck it's about. Yeah, exactly. I think I think it's just about being sacrilegious and pissing off any religious people who want to hear it. I heard people walked out in Houston. Come on, really? It's, it, tell me it's not a sacrilegious song. I, I, I mean, it's not it's not a sacrilegious song mary's a whore and jesus is a sheriff (laughs) (laughs) mary sells her body to the bootlegger who pays the highest price well i think that that, i don't think that uh i think that's just the name of the woman i mean i don't Okay, let's break out the lyrics to If I Was the Priest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I admit I never really delved into it that deeply. If my lady was an heiress and my father was a thief. No, my mother was a thief. My father ran shotgun on the Wells Fargo line. Just the Fargo line. Wells Fargo's a bank. Um, Anyway, pull out the lyrics. They're sacrilege. There's no doubt he was thumbing his nose at the Catholic Church, and it took him 30 years to release it. Hmm. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. right, Moving on. What is Tom's usually got a list of stuff? He either tries to stump us or antagonize us. Just quickly, because this show was the last appearance by Clarence Clemens. Do you think he'll release the full carousel show with the outtakes that he performed from, I believe it was The Promise, right? The Darkness box set? Do you know what he performed that we don't have from the carousel DVD? I, I don't have I don't have it in front of me, but they were there were some great songs that we never heard him, him perform live. Do you, do you know what is, they are, Matt? Well, is this a show that he did Blue Christmas? And uh, he, yes. he's okay. So, as I understand it, he did each of those four or five songs three times that day, and that was it. And then they no, released no. that. There was more, right? Eh? Oh yeah, a bunch of the newer ones from the box set. He he like did like it. what? You have an example? Um, I don't have it in front of me. The track listing. If I had it in front of me, just the track listing of the promise, I could tell you. But they were some of the. I mean, you you would love to have heard these, you know. Well, the, the, the DVD we have has Racing seventy eight and 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 yeah. and uh yeah, it's like five songs I think. Yeah, ain't good enough for you. It seems to me it has the ones I was looking for. Um, no, it's, I'm telling you, there's there's more. But I believe you. I believe you. It hasn't leaked. I don't have it. Oh, and so I just saw. I think maybe we all saw. The rising rehearsals. Yeah, I'll pretend. I, I, I'll pretend I just saw them like everybody else. 
Okay, because I just saw. <laughs> I, I know. I I just saw it for the first time. I had seen snippets of it when they when when Dateline, or I think it was called Up Close and per, Up Close, or, um, and they showed. You know, I recognized the shirt Stephen Van Zandt was wearing from that show that I watched in two thousand two. It was and, from Nightline. That's those cam- the cameras were Nightline's cameras that shot that. Nightline. What did I say? Dateline. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Dateline, Dateline is, mur- Dateline is usually a murder st- story. Yeah, somebody killed their wife, and <laughs> so. But uh, this was great. It was um, what I saw was about four hours long, and uh, they yeah, interviewed six, everyone. There's six DVDs. I swear, you were just talking six. about this recently, didn't you? Did we just talk about this like last week that 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 it was like uh, Susie's first rehearsal she'd never been with the band before yeah i don't, I don't remember discussing it um yeah. i just watched it i think just this week but uh they interviewed everyone in the band what's funny is they asked them the exact same questions to each member <laughs> it was just so everything was just written down like it was the same questions like same four questions for each but supposedly at one point patty was missing from the from the rehearsal and bruce was looking for setting a precedent she was setting a precedent yeah someone said i think she was out there doing an interview and uh she's the only one i i didn't see in the interview segment so that must be out there somewhere but everybody else got i don't think all of it got loaded there were six there's six dvds i don't think all of it got loaded on youtube yet um there's uh uh, Ken, I can't remember Ken's last name, but he does a daily internet blog post this this date in Springsteen history. He actually Rosen. Ken Rosen, that's right. He actually dropped those on his site like a year or two ago, and sure. uh, they've been available to watch, not to download, unless you could hack it, unless you know how to download off of somebody's site. But uh, he's had those days, so they've been around. Uh, but suddenly, like the masses are noticing it, and it's because somebody put it up on, on the BTX chat board and a couple other places. Yeah, I noticed. Um, I, Clarence's sax did not sound very good during those rehearsals. Did anyone else notice that? I, it was it was very I, strange. I, I haven't actually watched them. Like I, I emailed yeah, I you there the other night. I, I saw the first fifteen minutes of the first disc. I haven't had a chance to watch them all yet. Um, I don't know. I, I saw thought the interview some were... of it. I saw some of it a long time ago, and I don't remember even watching all of it. Yeah, you would. You would have thought when you saw Clarence play the sax that he just there was he just forgot how to play or something. And of course, the tour as the tour started, he was perfect. So I don't know what was going on. He was just um, got to relearn but, the man, music. Looked... You know what he was doing in the off time? He was playing for the Jerry Garcia band and he was playing for Ringo Starr. So, you know, he kept busy when the band wasn't going and he had his own band. I know they came to Pontiac, Michigan. I remember when I was living in Detroit, so he was busy and I'm sure when he came back, Bruce's songs were like something he had to relearn. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, he was, he was, as we know, he sounded great once it got started. So, but, um, and they looked so, it's so, so odd how how youthful they all looked. So strange. It was tw- only what twenty years ago, twenty one. Yeah, yeah, twenty one years ago. That's a rough yeah, twenty one years though. Fifty, fifty two to seventy three. That's a yeah, exactly. I'm fifty five. I don't expect to look like this when I'm seventy three. <laughs> Not that I look well, I, great. Well, if you're interested, I did put the the river together into one disc. If you want to hear my what I would put on, I, I do, I do. I just want to quickly try to think. Was there anything else before we got to the games? Uh about the leak? this isn't a game, not a game. Oh, right, yeah, it is. You this like is to re-edit. Serious. You like to re-edit the album and gut punch me and Matt as you put our favorite songs on the cutting room floor. That's a well, game. I think Matt Matt's going to agree with me on this one, even though. He's a soul covers fan. <laughs> All, right. All right. So this week, uh, Tom's got another uh, edit job he wants to do on uh, what you what, what which albums did you edit today, Don Tom? 
Well, I just did the river and I made it one disc instead of two, which, you know, was a double album. And then I also did the river outtakes, which came with the, which came with the box set. The river was um, a double album, but you could fit like 95% of it on a single CD. Probably. Yeah, I believe it was like 10 songs each disc, something like that. So, yeah. So here we go. This would, this is it, the river. The ties that bind, Jackson Cage, Independence Day, Hungry Heart, I Want to Marry You, The River, Point Blank, I'm a Rocker, The Price You Pay, Drive All Night. That sounds That's like an amazing album. I, there's a few I can think of right off the top that I already miss, like Wreck on the mm -hmm. Highway. How do you not end with Wreck on the Highway? Uh, but uh, where the fuck we, is Stolen Car? Come right, on, we have to go. We have to go back over your list of things you cut out, like my heart. Um, yeah, Stolen Car, man. Were you with us last night when he played Stolen Car, and I was like in a fetal position, crying on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think someone uh someone mentioned uh our hero, Matt uh, Matt's hero and mine, uh Sylvester Stallone. It, from that movie Copland, they played that song, I believe. They played that one and Drive All Night. Uh they played both of them and they were both really reflective scenes where he's he's sitting there and he's playing the album. I remember the one part cuz he, he lost his hearing in the one ear and she goes, "You know, you can get this on CD." Cuz that wouldn't matter to me. But that was just a beautiful uh, line. You know, yeah, he was playing it on vinyl, right? Yeah, exactly. Last uh, night was... I played that record and it made me feel a hundred years old. Beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. You so you're killing me, man. You took off wreck on the highway, you're breaking my heart. You took off you took off stolen car. What else is missing? Oh, oh, Sherry Darling. You know, okay, yeah. This is you're gonna kill a lot of people is... with that because that's like the fun song on the record. Well, he could have, of course, as I always say, he could have put these on tracks. That's more so, fun so, than Hungry Heart. So I left off Sherry Darling. Oh. Two Hearts. Oh, it takes two. <laughs> I know that's not on the album, but it led to that beautiful Stevie Bruce, It Takes Two thing, which they do live, which is fantastic. I wasn't a fan of that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> anything that takes up time from him playing loose ends or something i don't like i don't like a lot of banter i don't like you know, extending a song to 20 minutes you know, i'm gotta weird that one gotta check that scorecard get a loose end we in need there. uh i i just i'm disappointed there's no cadillac ranch on there i mean where would that well how could you not have cadillac ranch on it there's the oh. one there's the one that I could prune. So I could do the double album on one CD and fit everything but one song. I ditch Cadillac Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. We uh yeah, that's my least favorite of the of the song. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think it's bad. I just it would it's it's my least favorite. Burt Reynolds, James Dean. I don't know, man. And and you can tell Bruce loves it. He's con he he breaks it out whenever he can. I know it's been around for a long time. Cadillac. There, I, I like the one. The end. I do like the end. When he loses the girl, and someone that drives his little girl away. Right, a little bit of heartbreak in there. Sing it for you, little girl. He with the blue jeans, so tight, driving alone on the Wisconsin night. You're my last love, baby. You're my last chance. Don't let him take me to the Cadillac Ranch. I doesn't doesn't <laughs> doesn't someone come and drive his little girl away somewhere in there eventually? Yeah, that's racing in the street. No, <laughs> he drives away with his girl at the end of racing in the street. Best day out of his way, Mister. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> So did I say, uh, okay, so yeah, after Two Hearts, I'd leave out, Out in the Street, Crush on You. Oh! <laughs> you can look, but you better not touch. 
Oh, come on, man. Sorry. Um, Cadillac Ranch, obviously. Fade Away. Oh, no. No, no, no. Let's go back to Steve's Steve's favorite song, Fade Away. What's your problem with this work of art? Jesus, just last night on the show when he was playing that, I put up Fade Away. Damn. I mean, Fade Away's got to be there. Got to be. What the hell is the matter I can explain this. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's just a time thing. It's, it has to fit on one disc and it just simply didn't fit. So, uh, you know, Bruce, hey, look at all the great songs Bruce had to leave off. He left uh, My Love Will Now Let You Down off Born in the USA. Was the river on your disc? Did you have the river on your disc? I had to put that on. Or, or it's got no title, right? Right. Just like I had to, I had to leave on Hungry Heart because it was his first top ten hit. I know, but I, but Sherry Darling is the better rocker. Uh, I, I could lose Sherry Darling. I would put I would put Crush on You before Sherry. Crush Darling. on You, I love Crush on You. Mm-hmm. But come um, on, come on! What, what did what did you say? Fade away. I did. Oh my God, man! Didn't you ever have a girl that? Did you have a girl that you were not ready to say goodbye to that was ready to say goodbye to you? <laughs> Isn't that how that goes? Jeez. All right. Um, I don't want I don't want to be just another useless memory holding you tight. Oh, it's just beautiful. Beautiful. I think every time I name a song that we leave off the river, you both have to sing it. <laughs> it's a new game I just came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else left on your list of, of Break Aaron's Heart? There's two more <laughs> Ram, uh, Ramrod and Wreck on the Highway. Uh, I already told you, Wreck on the Highway uh, is just an absolute must for me. And Ramrod, I could tell you, man, like if I had to prune something, like I said, Cadillac Ranch, Ramrod would probably be second. I don't have a problem with either song. But they're not like I would never hold up a not I would never hold up a sign for anything. But I would definitely never hold up a sign for Ramrod or Cadillac Ranch. Okay, at a live show, is there for fun songs? Would you not rather have Ramrod over Sherry Darling or something like that? No, no, oh, Sherry on. Darling. Party noises. Party ah. noises. It feels good. It feels. That feels pushed or contrived or something. When he's doing ramrod, he's into that man. When he's he's leaning into the microphone and pulling the gears, oh, and, oh and he that's turns so good. around and shakes his butt. He was doing that back when Clarence uh, was in the band. Uh yeah, yeah think- you know what? I'm fine with ramrod, but no, yeah, I prefer Sherry Darling to ramrod in in any given show. I think he did it once, right? Um, ramrod. Ramrod was in Florida and at the expensive show in Hollywood, Florida. Um, quickly, if you want to hear this, is this would be the river outtakes that I would have made into one disc. Um, we've got starting with Cindy. These are all great songs. Cindy, Be True, Loose Ends, Meet Me in the City, The Man Who Got Away, Little White Lies, The Time That Never Was, Nightfire. White Town, Party Lights, Stray Bullet, and that's it. And that's from well, that's from the Ties That Bind, uh, the the two album Ties That Bind left out. So, so. yes, I'm not sure what my point was to do this, but I could tell you the ones I left off. Uh, tell me, because uh, I don't really remember that set that well. And all I like right, all so, those songs you named. Let's see if I remember the ones you left off. Okay, the ones I left off are Chain Lightning. I like that song. Paradise by the Sea. Paradise by oh, the Sea. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know what the I don't really know what the studio sounds like offhand. I mean, of course, the one that's on live 75 to 85 is like yeah. must have. Yeah, there's just no point of this version. The, the the one on 75 to 85 is great. And it's just, this is just the same thing without, 
I don't know. It's it's very similar. It's just like not as exciting. Probably a little flatter. The reason I don't listen to much studio music is because it always sounds a little bit emptier, a little bit more hollow. Then we got Mr. Outside, which is really not a great song and the weakest on the on the disc. Um, and that's it. Those are the only. I think there was just three that I looked up. You don't break my heart there. I'd say of all of all the leftover albums that they've put out, the the box set of the river, the the leftovers from that were like the least important to me. What you left on, that's most of what I even remember from it. Mr. Outside, I couldn't sing that if I wanted to. I have no idea. I think the box set was so good. I love those outtakes. I was so disappointed when he did the river tour and only played meet me in the city and just i mean how could he have not done these songs the man who got away is i i for me i love that song you know like that's a that song is a movie you know it's it's beautiful like uh and i don't think he's ever played a live jesus said it'd be good live yeah there's so many oh my god just the show is now the show and it is not a showcase of his catalog because his catalog is just too big and so the show is the show. He picked the show, and this is the show. And yeah. it might change. If they really go into 2024, do you think it's going to be this George Thies show? I Man, I mean, we've said that before, before he headed to the stadiums, before he did multiple shows, and uh, nothing's really changed. So it's it's kind of... I we know, can we don't know. There could be a release on the horizon and this show that's coming in 2024 could be totally different blow some people's minds it really could they they're talking to tracks two for christmas they're they're talking a volume two on the soul and david sanctions seems to think he's going on the road whether that's part of this tour they're talking about or a separate thing we don't know but i don't know that we are certain that after december that we're gonna see this same set list continue into 2024 yeah. i don't know that that's fact i wouldn't soul to it soul to it soul to it soul to it um yeah like i matt was talking before about the the complaints about the the set list it, it's true i mean as much as we all want him to mix it up it's still the best show anyone's ever gonna see no right. matter what Right. And if you don't go hoping to see some miraculous, you know, special guest or some miraculous special song, if if you like the show and you want to go see it again, it's worth going to see again. If you only need to see the show once, then only go once. No, we you know now after seven months of it, well, eight, six months of it, uh, that this is the show. And oh, these people bitching about it. It's like, you know, that's what a show is usually. You know, he is not the Grateful Dead. He is not Fish or any of these jam bands that come out. And they do a different show every night, but they only play, you know, 12 songs and each one is 22 minutes because they jam forever. And they usually have a fairly prolific catalog and they can do three nights without changing their song. He can't do that. Wherever he goes, he's got people in the audience that are fucking expecting to hear Born to Run. And they are expecting to hear Dancing in the Dark and they're expecting to hear Glory Days. And go back and listen to David Spade did, did a whole routine on bands who have the balls to charge me money and not play the songs I know. Mm-hmm. That's it, though. That's it. You just said it. What if he did do that? What if he went out there and did a show of just outtakes? There'd be 200 people in a 20,000-seat venue that would be like, that's the best fucking thing I ever saw. Right, and everybody else be would be ni- There'd be 19,800 people that'd be like, I didn't know one fucking song he played. That was terrible. That was garbage. When he came around for Jode and said, I'm, you're not going to hear Born to Run, people got mad. What do you mean you're not going to hear Born I'm not going to go. If you're not going to play Born to Run, I'm not going to go. And it's like, that was what he wanted. The people who he wanted to play, the people who didn't need to hear Born to Run, wanted to hear something else. But not now. Now he has got to conform to the giant, massive audience he has built. What about what what about a compromise? What if he does two different shows? Like night one would be 
for the people that want to hear just the greatest hits, you know, the people going to the show for the first time. And then the next night are for the diehards where he just plays like the river outtakes and the promise and tracks. Wouldn't that be, what about that? Uh, one that's a pretty cool. You know, that's a pretty cool idea. You could do that and you could sell that. You know, you yeah. say, okay, Metallica, is- Metallica is kind of doing something like that, right? They're promising two different shows. You buy a ticket and you go both nights and it's completely different shows. The two nights, they're not saying one night's going to be better than the other, but what you're describing is a really expensive ticket and a really reasonable ticket. Because the the rarity show is still going to be the expensive ticket, not the greatest hit show. Mm-hmm. Matt, were you were you Matt? You started talking about the uh, the outtake show. Were you uh, you got cut off? I thought. No, no, I just thought it was a good idea. I, I'd be oh. into that. I'd be the, into um, it if if Bruce came around and did a thing like Jake did, where he plays at people's houses. I'd be into that too, but <laughs> I would love to have a knock on my front door and I open it and Jake's standing there with a saxophone. <laughs> hey, you want to hear some, you want me to try some lyrics on you guys? I think Matt, you would be yes. a lot better. De- De- Matt missed Aaron out on really- the ridicule on the last episode. So uh, yeah, let's try. Aaron did very well towards the end. Like in the very beginning, he. All right, here we go. Okay, now just so I know, because I I don't know, are these opening lyrics? Are they just middle of a song lyrics? Wherever yeah, he all... thinks he can stump you. Yeah, okay. it's all over the place. I try to read something that doesn't include the title. <laughs> yeah. So, you know yeah. that's about it. But uh, okay. these are uh, they won't be ultra rare, but they could be from. I don't know. An album I, you have. It, I have a, from... I have a few for you too, Matt. Okay. You do? <laughs> yes, I do. I have like a, I have a couple ready. Okay. All right. Let's okay, go. So I, don't know, I don't know how we're gonna do this. I, I guess just call it out when you know it, because otherwise, there's no way to get, read it. a line, give him a chance, and then if he doesn't get it, read him the next oh, okay. line. So you want me to go to Matt first and then to you? No, we're gonna go to just Matt. Maybe I'll I'll help. I uh, I, was, <laughs> I was humiliated last week. Okay. So I'll go. Yeah. You're right. Okay. So I'll go to Matt. If Matt doesn't get it, you can get your shot. But I have a feeling if Matt doesn't know it, you're not gonna know it since you don't really like the studio albums the way we do. Well, they do sing. The lyrics are usually the same live. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. In a world of doubt and fear, I wake at night and reach to find you near. Lost in a dream. If you want me to stop, just let me know. I'm going to keep reading. Um, Lost in a dream, you caught me as I fell. I want more than just a dream to tell. Ooh, you see, he needs more. All right. Is it back in your arms? Very close. (laughs) He kept telling me I was very close. It's either right or wrong. How can it possibly be close? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't say that. No, I mean I meant that because it's it's on the same album. So that's what I mean when I say it's tracks. It's It's on tracks. With 58 other songs. <laughs> it is on tracks, but I didn't want to give him a hint. That's a hint. Come on. Well, you said it's on the same album. I think we all know what album Back in Your Arms is on. All right. Can we edit that out, too? No, that... I'm not editing anything. <laughs> now I just screwed up again. All right. All right, Matt, you want some more? Yeah. All right. I think you're going to get it this time. We're born in this world, darling, with few days and trouble never far behind. Man and woman circle each other in a cage. A cage that's been handed down the line. I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> I don't know. You know, without the music, it ain't as easy as you think it yeah, is. It is very difficult. I, I got nothing. 
I have no I idea. I feel like I'm reading a poem to uh, impress yeah. a girl. Did you I give know. me? Did you give me this one? This exact same one last week? No. Oh, okay. See, I got right. nothing. I, I I can't. No idea. I can't, and I can't help them. All right, you're gonna phone a friend, and <laughs> Aaron is that friend. I, I can't even help him. I you have just no said idea. no. I have okay. no idea whatsoever. Oh, it's the one. It's 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 maybe our favorite song that he's never done. And he could have easily done it on the Devils and Dust tour, but he didn't do it. That is happy. Oh. Happy. Hmm. Well, I'm not happy. <laughs> you were so close. Yeah. All right. Go again. Something else. Okay. Right, I got I got one for you, okay? Yeah, let's go. Got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack. <laughs> wrecking ball. It's wrecking ball. <laughs> All <right>. oh. Fucking Aaron. <laughs> All right. All right. Give, give him the next one. Maybe mine wasn't that hard. baby don't you know i don't care don't you know that i've been there well if something in the air feels a little unkind don't worry darling it'll slip your mind i know you think (laughs) i know you think you'd never be mine well that's okay baby i don't mind that shy smile's sweet. That's a fact. Go ahead. I don't mind the act. Wrecking ball? <laughs> Eventually, it's going to be wrecking ball. Jesus, I got nothing. This is hard, man. This is not hurdle. This is hard. Right. It's harder. Yeah, it is. What you got it? Aaron, do you have it? No. <laughs> All right. It's sad eyes. I think, oh, did yeah, you okay. use, did you use sad eyes last week on me? No, they all sound familiar. I don't know, except when he's um, reading them, then I have no idea. And a little trivia about sad eyes: it was played over an episode of Dawson's Creek back in the yes, day. Yes, it was. You were right. By yes, by, Bru- by Bruce or by Julio Iglesias' son. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bruce himself appeared on Dawson's Creek alongside Katie Holmes. No, I'm saying the song the song they played, was it the Bruce recording or was it the Enrique Iglesias version? Bruce showed up and punched Pacey in the face. (laughs) And just in case anybody wants to make fun of me, I was only in the room because my little sister was watching it. So I don't want to not I don't want you to think I was a fan of that show. Okay. Hey, Pacey got hold of that teacher. I mean, you can't say anything that bad about Pacey. That's what he was doing that first season. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, one more. <laughs> one more. So I better. All right. I'm going to pick some easy ones here. We might. I, w- I was raised out of steel here <laughs> in the swamps of Jersey. Jungle land. <laughs> Uh, all right. Let's see. I was sitting around a dirt dial. Just another lost number in a file. Then in some kind of dark cove, just searching for a world with some soul. Okay, I I, I know it. Don't don't go any further. I think it's from Human Touch Lucky Town. No. Nope. Uh, no? No. I know this one. I got one. All right. Okay, you go. You go. This radio Nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know a Bruce Springsteen song. There you go. <laughs> okay, do one more. <laughs> okay. You gave your love to me in fields of red and autumn brown. You gave your love to me and lay your young body down. (laughs) 
I don't know, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Anything, man? Aaron? Yeah, yeah, I'm so close. Give me one more line. Okay. <laughs> it was too dark, too dark to see. You held me in the light you gave. You lay your hand on me. Then walked into the darkness of your smoky grave. Uh, it's so hard. It's so hard. I fucking know this song. I can give you the album if that helps. Is it Human Touch? The Rising. It's the Rising. Uh... Oh. Oh, yeah. It's Up the Stairs Into the Fire. Nice. Wow. So you know? I guess I'll be uh, I'll be reading lyric sheets for the next week. You know? <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard. This is really fucking hard. I'm man. really glad. You did, I'm glad you didn't have anything for me because I don't <laughs> think I would have. Been. <laughs> <laughs> I got the easy part. Wow. There's a that, rattlesnake that's... speedway in the Utah <laughs> desert. <laughs> it's wrecking ball. We can have some softballs, can't we? Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We got anything else on the list, or is that the show? Uh, just, I, I, I really hope that uh, that Bruce can fix the transit system in Germany before he goes back there the next time. Um, I mean, it's on him. His name's on that ticket. <laughs> His Grab name your is on ticket. the ticket. And your suitcase. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll say that that's that that's the show for this week, and uh, hopefully we will see you next week for our big tenth episode celebration. Uh, until then, I'm Fisherman, the bootlegger who pays the highest price, and uh, with me, of course, Tom. Say good night, Tom. Good night, everyone. And Matt, please say good night. Good night, guys. Thanks for ruining my night, Tom. <laughs> All right, guys, and uh, I'll say goodnight, and the world's greatest Springsteen podcast loves you.